One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You but Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit. You know, we're heading into that, the shortest month for the longest history. And I said, <laughs> we're going we're, we're gonna to be ahead of everybody. And we're going to talk about something to do with Black History Month. And one of the things I like to do when it comes to finance is really talk about, like, this closing the racial wealth gap. You know? Yep. And when I say the racial wealth gap, I'm not just talking about black. I'm talking about other ethnicities as well. And, you know, and just, you know, what can be done like not just talk about historically and live out all the sadness of what's going on <laughs> i know because we can go through that that's what every other finance show would do is what they do but we're going to talk about as we do so proactive approaches that people can do within their own family to close that racial divide that racial gap you know and what we the value that we can add to help make that happen yeah listen the wealth gap is one to six in a sense right now so for every one to dollar six in terms of what I'm, so for every dollar and this is not this is interesting because it's not just income right we're going to talk about income as well this is wealth so for every dollar a white person makes black people are making 17 cents right wow in terms of wealth sorry that's right. their wealth in terms of income this is why the wealth gap is really a crazy thing for us to kind of tackle Wealth, you know, wealth goes beyond just what you're making in a month. It's about how you're dealing with stresses that come out of nowhere. You know, when, when a financial stress hits your family, it's affecting your family in a different way than another one that has something in reserve, right? So the income gap right now is one to basically it's like 60 cents to a dollar, which has improved and keeps improving over time. But the wealth gap is still 17 cents to a dollar. Income is cool, but wealth is the goal. And that's what we're looking for here. Yeah, you know, let me, let me just say this. And I, I'm, I'm always driving through, like, lower-income neighborhoods, quote-unquote black, brown neighborhoods. And, you know, you yourself can try it. Anybody's watching this show. Like, the lack of financial institutions oh. in, in those neighborhoods, <laughs> it's incredible. I still can't believe it's, it's going on today. Yeah. Like, you can go to, you know, like, just call it, quote-unquote, white neighborhoods, and they have banks and ATMs. Set and, up. And, and set up everywhere. But when you go in, like, lower-income neighborhoods, they're far apart. I'm like, it is so obvious. Payday loans? You see that? You see yeah. pawn shops? You see Western Union? You see pa- you and see you every- see ATMs you got to pay for. And you gotta- <laughs> exactly. And it's, yep. it's ridiculous. And I mean, that's one of the first things. Access, you know? Yep. 
We don't, blacks and brown people don't have equal access to financial institutions to achieve wealth. They're not, they're feeling uncomfortable going to other neighborhoods asking for it when they go into their own neighborhood. And it's been told time and time again, a lot of these financial institutions that are in these neighborhoods are just looking to take our savings and reinvest oh, yeah. in other things. They're not looking to give us opportunities in those neighborhoods to invest and, yep. you know, and, and give us them the access to invest, you know. So I guess the problem is, you know, how do we ad address this wealth gap in underserved communities? You know, I grew up in lower income communities. Yep. I grew up a single mother in the projects. And, you know, I I'm just fortunate that I was able to find my way out. But how do we now help people and address people? Like, what can we do to shorten this gap? Because like Terrence said, with all the stats, like, I mean, the median white family has eight times the wealth of the median black family. And that's medium. That's not, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's some kind of progress there. And it's, you know, it's crazy about the wealth gap, just a little bit of history here. Uh, it, you know, after emancipation, right, things got a lot better. You know, obviously, black people bought land. We were, we were doing well to the point where in 1920, a Republican senator says, this achievement by the black community has been more impressive than we could have imagined. Right. right? 1950, however, from 1950 to now, it's the same wealth gap. So we just stagnated, it's calcified, it's been exactly the same. And regardless of, you know, obviously we can see that people of color have more money than before in a sense, but that wealth gap is not changing. You're seeing people at the top maybe achieving it, but you're not seeing it across the board. Well, you made an interesting point we were setting for today's show. And I, that startled me that blacks and people of color, their income is right. Risen. They, yep. Their, so explain what you were saying to me earlier. Yeah. So the income, their income is rising. That's the thing. I talked about the wealth gap earlier, right? The wealth gap 17 cents to a dollar, but the income is 60 cents to a dollar. That's a substantial difference. Right. Right. So we're making more money, but what's happening? We're not investing because we're, we're not, not taught these basic tools. We're not taught how to do this. We're not taught where to invest. And I have a lot of friends that make a lot of money, yeah. but then they spend a lot. They're taking trips. They're they're buying these things that they see on TV. They're they're getting drawn into being consumers and are not switching to becoming investors. So don't think people of color are not making more money. May not be making as much, but we're making more money. Yep. But once again, I always say, it doesn't matter how much you make if you don't know how to invest it. Yep. Right? If you don't know how to invest it, you're not creating generational wealth. You're not helping the next generation. So what is the point in making this money? We're just going to be selfish and just buy all these materialistic things and not grow. I know people, I remember I met one young lady who's an attorney right? making you know, 300 and something thousand dollars and still living in the same um, project apartment that her mother gave to her when she passed away because she wants to pay the lower rent. Mm. Not concerned about buying. And that's one of the, a lot of these government programs, a lot of these Section 8 programs, I always say they're bridges, they're not solutions. You right. Know? Yeah. You can't get tied in, like that single mother that needs that help, that needs that break with the kids, yes, but you can't practice your family and keep encouraging to take advantage of the system to stay in this studio apartment that you and your mom grew up in because you want to pay this low rent and not use your 300,000 to buy properties to invest to better your lifestyle to better the next generation and, and, this, and this is what we're talking about yeah and this is one thing which we know as well you know unfortunately for a lot of us sometimes when we try to prove our worth it ends up in material things exactly. we don't have the land we don't have the home so the quicker thing you can see me on the street and know that i'm doing well is if i'm wearing this and, and i love materialistic things but in my mind my tenants are going to pay for that yeah you know yeah my investments are going to pay for the lifestyle that i want not it's not coming out of my pocket but like i say every so keep your money in your damn pocket yeah but let, <laughs> let's go back a little terrence yep. and you know 
give me some of the reasons why blacks have been achieved wealth over the years and what's been happening historically. I think we need to set a little bit more of a foundation. Yeah, you guys need to understand kind of like where we came from. Now, it's interesting for both of us. We got a Caribbean background, right? So even me, you know, I'm, I'm an American citizen, but I grew up in the Caribbean. And so I learn about American history, but then I come here and I kind of see it. And you really see just like how stacked the playing field was against, right? You go through Jim Crow laws, you go through redlining, you couldn't get into certain neighborhoods, white flight. There's so many things that go there. Then you talk about predatory financial institutions, right? Um, and then you talk about an institutional fear. And even when we did try to do well, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? We're dealing with terrorism. So there have been so many like psychological but things that happened quick. to us. Let's, let's break yeah. it down. So like when you said redlining, like yeah. that, you know, let's explain what that really is. And I have a personal story. One of my good friends, he's like in his 60s or 70s, and he grew up in Brooklyn. And he, and he would tell me personal stories when he's trying to buy property. So redlining means that Banks are only lending money out for mortgages in certain neighborhoods. Yep. So mainly they're only investing in certain neighborhoods. So it was hard for black communities to uprise and do better because the lending institutions are not doing business there. And he would firsthand saw where his block, he was not able to get refinancing, not able to get mortgages and pull out equity on his properties at that time in Bedford-Stuyvesant because the banks look at it as too much of a risky proposition. Yep. And that... Think about how that does, what that does to generation. When the guy living in Park Slope or in a richer neighborhood, for you to know, that's able to get access to money, access to home equity lines, access to refinancing, yeah. and then grow his portfolio. But the guy living in a brown and black community is not able to get the same access because the banks are not looking to lend out. So I just want to be able to understand what that redlining means. And obviously, you know, access to financial institutions, like you mentioned as well. Yeah. Like we talked about that just a few minutes ago, like banks being so far apart you know, creates not a non-access, you know? Yeah. And, and then miss compound. And this all leads to like missing that compound. That's where it really the hurts. Growth. Like, like, yeah, you know, I leave my kids like, you know, the Donald Trump scenario, his dad bought buildings in Queens and Brooklyn. Donald Trump was able to leverage those buildings to buy massive buildings yep. in Manhattan and then build himself from there. It's not like Donald Trump just started off with nothing. He was able to leverage a from small loan of a million dollars. That's and what he said. His dad, even before <laughs> his dad passed away, he created this estate where he zeroed himself out and gave his kids all of his worth. So and without having to pay like the, the estate planning taxes on it. And that's generational wealth. Love or I hate him. And you can become a president. And you can yes. love or I hate him. His dad <laughs> was thinking generational wealth. His yeah. dad was thinking how to pass this on to my kids. Robert. So, you know, take a, take, a, take a page from his, from, his, from his dad's success and how, you know, how he's able to leverage that to his children so that his son, you could say, was in a position to meet all the who's and who's of this world and become president of the United States. And, and that's, that's a fact. Like, look, money is what got him there, right? Money is what... And I don't want to make a show about Donald Trump. I know, but I'm not a fan of his, but I'm just but, telling but you a story. It, you see what? It's a reality we're living in. It's what America's like, right? You got to understand this game to play it. And, uh, you know, we, we want to be in these, in these areas. We want to be able to play these games. It's too long, man. We've been out of it. You Correct. see even like some of the, the, the cards that came through, right? Some of the cards that, I know you saw this like 10 years ago, cards that were offering to people in the hood. Oh, you could put your, your, your pay, you know, your pay, they can go right on this instead of getting a regular checking account. People believed, and a lot of people still do, but it's really gotten better. People believe a checking account costs money. Listen, I teach financial literacy in lower income neighborhoods, and I was so shocked. <coughs> I never believed it. Amount of people that are unbanked in America, oh. a lot of people of, of color that are unbanked. And that just excludes you from so much. Yeah. And unbanked means that they don't have accounts. And I've met people where they don't have bank accounts, their parents never had bank accounts, their grandparents never had bank accounts. 
And like you said, they're cashing their checks at the money cashing place. Losing money on every check. They're losing that relationship with the bank to get mortgages, to do all kinds of things because they've built such an untrust of the system and they become unbanked. Okay, so we've talked about all the sadness. <laughs> let's let's get into what we want to talk about. Some of the solutions, okay? One of the things I'll talk about, um, like I mentioned earlier, is, is life insurance, estate planning. You know, these wills. You know, providing a will because, you know, I always said I would have lived a selfish life if I'm not thinking about the next generation. Like this part of my life is really not about me. It's setting the stage for the next generation. So. Yep. Let, let me those, ask you this. I'll cut you off there. When did you first start thinking about life insurance? Because, for example, I will think about it, but I'm like, I don't have kids yet. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there, but I'm just asking you, when did you first like, start thinking, I, I you think know what? Maybe when, something when I had kids, because, okay. you know, God forbid I got hit by a car, I died suddenly. I didn't want to put um, the mother of my children in a position where they couldn't afford to give the kids a lifestyle that I wanted. Right. And I, we could do a whole show about life insurance, but I made, sure, I, made sure I <laughs> yeah. did enough that... They could carry through college, all the expenses we can, and they have a little something to get, a momentum to get going. You know, that's one thing that I've learned that white families do. They carry life insurance. They give that child, and that's the first step in generational wealth, building yeah. that wealth. We can't- life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine where you've gotten a payout, where your, your student loans are covered, the expenses are covered. When a lot of... Black families and brown families suffer a family loss. It affects them financially. That's the thing. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's, it's generational tax. So I would say <laughs> yeah. life, life insurance, estate planning, will is all what you need to do to create that wealth mindset. And then, and I'm always a fan of, I never understood why we withhold information from our kids. Like, you know, you have a great relationship I, with your mother. I think my kids should know where all my accounts are, know yeah. all the balances in them, so that if something were to happen to me, they're able to take advantage of it right away and go, you know, like how you and your mom have a great relationship. Yeah, that, that's something I think as a community too, we're like, we're trying to get better at and improve, but you're right. It's, there's this disconnect. The secrecy. Where it's like, oh, you don't know, you're, you, that's grown for business. Exactly. <laughs> we shouldn't tell you about what we're worth. Your kids should know, good or bad. They should yeah. know if something yeah. happened to you, how they can transition and help. Because if not, somebody else is going to take advantage. Somebody else is going to access things. Someone's going to teach them. If it's not you, and whether and it's, it's teaching them or taking advantage. Taking advantage. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next thing I want to say, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna keep going on it, but real estate. Yes, it's, it's, it's the, the, the fastest way to grow wealth. Okay, so the solution is even if you buy a condo or co-op that you can pass on, 
It's so important, especially now with the Airbnb in this world, that you can leverage it to rent out. There's so many things you can do. So, you know, you should think from own, from renting to owning, okay? And I love that you brought that up just specifically for, obviously, you know, you're thinking about tenants, stuff like that, but the fact that you could give your next generation a place to live for free, in a sense, where you look at what rents are and how much of your expensive rent could be, it's a game changer. So real estate is really thinking long-term here. And, I, and I'm, then the next one, I always say it's part of my program when I teach financially, is education. You know, education allows you to be able to have certain conversations and then people not take advantage of you. And education can now come in many different ways. But it's, it's not just for the paper. It's not just for to get the great job. It's being able to like, be able to have critical thinking. Be able to like, I always say, yes, you have accountants, you have lawyers, you have doctors, but you have to be able to have the know-how, the ability to learn and understand what they're saying to you so you won't be taken advantage of. To be able to research things and apply. You can't rely on your real estate agent to do everything for you. You can't rely on your lawyer to tell you the legal matters. I've been in lawsuits and me and my lawyer have sat down at the table together working things out as a team. Yeah. And that's it. That's what an education will give you that confidence. And you have to continue to be a life learner. You know. Turn off the music sometimes. Listen to an <laughs> yeah. audible show. Listen to radio. Read what's going on, current affairs. You have to make your kids and yourself. I am committed. Yep. I am committed to being a life learner. I, I love that. And look, we have resources today that to bring up the past, unfortunately, our ancestors died for us to get. Exactly. And they they would they no would more have library cards <laughs> I'm just saying, so we have it today. We have so many opportunities. It's so it's so easy today. Podcasts, audiobooks, YouTube, there's so many avenues. And just to add on to a couple of things you mentioned, financial literacy, right? Having financial literacy that ties into education, of course. But I, you know, I've like I said, I've gone through my journey, I would say, in the last five, six years. What I'm gonna teach my children is so different from what I would have taught them just even five, six years ago. Right. And I wasn't a dumb guy, I was a smart guy, I was doing my thing, professional, making money, all that stuff. But it's a, it's a game changer in how you think of it, you know, long term. Obviously, your 401k, maxing that out, getting your, your you know, the company you're working with, getting them to uh, match that, you're, what you're ending up with at the end of your, your it's, it's, it's very a important massive again, difference. Maxing out your 401k. Yep. Like, it, don't be scared to max it out, especially when you're going into a new job, because what you don't have, you won't miss. And then you'll see how fast that 401k will increase, especially match, and you can leverage that. Yep. To buy property, buy real estate, do those things to create that wealth mindset. And even 529k plans, my sister had one for her kids. She has four kids, single mother. All of her kids' college money was ready and willing and available when they came ready. Well, not all of them. Two out of the four are already finished, but two are left. And the money is there for them so that when college comes up, it's not a big constraint. So these are all things that you can do. You know, hit me up with another one. All right, so you got pooling money. With your family members and friends. Now, this is something we do, you know, there's different things I know about, a, you know about a susu in Absolutely. the Caribbean. Um, but talk to me about like, any applications you've seen well, of that. Well, I've looked at, like, you know, I've, I've worked with many other ethnic groups. And some things you have to take from their groups. Like, yeah. you know, like Jewish people are, are big fans of pooling their money together to acquire things. You know, people of, you know, I know there's a lot of Chinese are great at it. Yeah. You know, and I think... Brown and blacks have to get better at it. Yeah, so we yeah. Pool our money together. We may have different interests. One may be a, a doctor. One may be a nurse. One may be a, a, a custodian. But we can put our money together. It doesn't have to be equal. You may have a dollar and I have $10. But then you may, you'll may own a smaller percentage. I get my 10%. You get, you get the 90 yeah. But buy, accumulate things and buy bigger things. Think on a macro level. I think, yep. you know, you're not in this alone. I think, yeah. you know, pooling monies together with friends and family and doing it the right way, yes. forming an LLC, 
making sure all your dots, your eyes are, your eyes are dotted, and your T's are crossed is important because anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Too too many times we're trying to get there on our own, and you're competing against groups that are They're doing it pulling. together. They're doing it together. It, it, it's it's not even a fear game, right? A fist. A, f- a fist is yeah. stronger than a finger. Look at that. Said, look at right? that. Good. Golden quotes with Mr. Linda. <laughs> and um, just a couple more things. Investing inside and outside of your community. Thankfully, we are seeing a lot more of like investment in the community. I know it's more, it's, it's more in the consciousness now, which is good to see. And then in general, becoming a problem solver. Well, let me get back to yeah. what you just All said. Right. You, you're in a race. We're not in a race. You know, <laughs> investing inside and outside of your community. What does that mean? I meet a lot of people of color that come up with all these great business ideas. Yeah. And it's something to serve their community, which is nothing wrong with that. But you don't have to be caged in to just serving the black needs. You can do something that is on a macro, that services. Like when I think of business, I always think sometimes, what can I create for the world? Yeah. Because a guy told me this a long time, in order to make a million, you have to count a million. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it's easier to sell outside of community. And then what can you do? Okay, you're saying, oh, Sean, you're selling, you're selling outside. No, the money that you make outside the community, you can bring back Coming into right your back community. In. And I can name a lot of communities that do that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean. The Koreans. Yeah. Let's be They real. don't use any black hair products at all. And nothing against them, but they found an opportunity within the black community where they can sell black products yep. and they monopolize the business and they take that money out and they educate their children and they, and they continue growing that wealth. So you can think of yourself. One thing about I love about you know our blackness is that anything we do is very cool. Yeah. And you can leverage cool to, to make money. And on a super macro level, as we talk about these things, right, you know, black people export entertainment globally. Right. If you look at what we export globally for entertainment, you would think everyone in America would have money. Right? Hip hop has become the biggest genre in the world. There's many things to go into there, but we don't have the wealth for it. So exactly what you're saying, right? When you when you sell your whatever your special thing is, you're selling it outside the community. Sell it. Think on a macro level. Think on a macro level. Don't think you could just you have to sell it within our community. If you're making, if you have a Caribbean, like there's one, if you're selling Caribbean food restaurant, don't just set up your Caribbean restaurant. It's only going to welcome Caribbean people. Make your Caribbean restaurant because people love Chinese food. They go to people Chinatown. They go to yeah. They go to Little Italy. Yeah. I don't go to Thai restaurants and see all all Thai people from Thailand. In there. <laughs> I don't go to China. You know. So if you're making yeah. Caribbean food, make your food welcoming that it appeases all people. Make your store welcoming. If you're yep. selling apparel, make it welcoming for all people. Grow your base. Grow think your, big. Yep. And the last point you said, problem solver. I love that one. You know, whenever I'm thinking about starting my own business and what I'm gonna do. The question you have to ask yourself is what problem am solving. I solving? Yep. If your business does not solve a problem, then you're not then that's not then it's not a it's not a legitimate business. You yep. have to solve a problem. And you have to solve the problem different from how most people are solving it to create a niche. The first question you ask yourself when you start a business, what problem am I solving? A lot of times these problems are not even that hard to think of. Your people are dealing with, your friends are dealing with it, right? right. Society's dealing with it. And a lot of times now too, it's combining one thing with something else makes the kind of business that people weren't expecting. Correct. So be a problem solver, be engaged with what's going on in the world. Don't just keep a blind eye to it. You gotta keep, you know, keep sharp, keep what's going on and think of avenues where you can start making inroads. Years later, you're reaping the benefits. Exactly. All right, so listen, that was it. Very simple, not really too complicated, Process is a complicated topic, but it's something that we have to address. Yeah, we t- we're talking about closing racial gap. And we got to really close it. This is a show about just creating generational generational wealth for yourself. But these are the keys in which, if you do these things, 
you'll see that you'll uplift not only yourself, the next generation to follow, and guess what? People will gravitate. Yeah. And this will close what we consider the racial gap. So it's really about, I think it's just about, once again, back to financial literacy, about <laughs> generational wealth. That's really right. But they're keys to really, like, this is a proactive show. This is for you to think of how you can think big and how you can end these things that uh, are, are just unjust. Yeah, you, listen, you summed it up. And like you said, this is what this show is about. This is what we're talking about. This is why we think financial literacy. We know financial literacy is so important. I'm signing out, Terry. Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. We're trying to change the game. We're trying to get to that next level, guys. Yep, I'm better have two black guys with good credit. And like you see, nobody's doing financial literacy and finance the way we're doing it here. This is our niche. This is our difference. This is the problem we're solving. I'm the better half of two black guys with good credit. I'm sorry to tell you, Terrence. He's, but like I say, every <laughs> he's show, me know. your money is your money. People keep it in your damn pocket. And I'm out. Peace. Love you, man. Peace, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.